Hello everyone, welcome back to the Neighborhood Conversations where we invite amazing people who are doing amazing things in community. And we have our very own today from the TWC, Nina, how are you? Good, good, how are you? Welcome, I'm good, I'm good. Welcome <laughs> to the Neighborhood Conversations, um, it's such a pleasure. Uh, Nina, you you started, what did you, you start this year at TWC, right? I did, yeah, November yeah. 2020. Two and then yeah so nice. hasn't been a year how, yet how are you liking it so far oh amazing um That's good. so far it's definitely been one of the most interesting um challenging sometimes and yeah. definitely some rewarding experience um that i've had so far so that's good. That's good. That's good. Nina, thank you so much for coming on once again. Um, we know that you're doing an amazing work um, as an inclusion specialist. I think that's 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 the the word um, for the fund development area uh, teamwork. Um, and it's a project that you guys are working on. I would love to learn more about like what's going on um, in that project and also in your role. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, first of all. Thank you so much for having me today. Um, yeah. You know that I resisted this for a long time because <laughs> this is a huge, any kind of public speaking is a huge um, step out of my comfort zone. Yeah. But um, some people strongly encouraged me to do this as well as having you there. And I know you personally, so that yeah. definitely reduces some of my anxiety here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, let's see what uh, we can get out of this. Um, yeah. I'll just quickly introduce myself, I guess. Yeah, go ahead, yeah, go ahead. Sure. Uh, so I'm Nina, as Templeton mentioned, and I work at TWC as an inclusion specialist and funding coordinator. I am originally from Tbilisi, Georgia, which is in the Caucasus region. And I've been in Canada for a little over two and a half years now. Um, still getting used to the weather. Yeah. Um, I started my journey, yeah, as you mentioned, not even a year now uh, in November with TWC as a skills development accessibility supports coordinator. I'm right. still doing some parts of that role. Yeah. And I just recently moved to the inclusion specialist and funding coordinator role yeah. after uh, teamwork added an additional uh, stream to the opportunities fund, uh, yeah. which I guess I'll touch base on a little later. Yeah. But yeah. That's that's amazing. And how tell us a little bit about the skills development program. I know people may not know about what that program entails. So can you share a little bit about it in a summary? Uh, sure. Yeah. The yeah. long story short, skills development. It's a federal program that is designed for people who would love like to uh, enhance their existing skills or learn yeah. new ones, and uh, they. Uh, basically, uh, it's challenging for them to find the employment with their current skills. So it's uh, the program helps them to pursue um, further education. Um, and the skills development accessibility supports part, which I was coordinating, is about uh, accommodating people with disabilities who are participating in skills development. There's a lot of words there, <laughs> so it might get confusing, um, but as we know, people may experience uh, barriers that yeah. are related to their disability when trying to pursue education, employment, and um, other aspects of life. So skills development disability supports are trying to breach that gap uh, between accessibility and uh, education for um, the disabled community. Wow, that's really amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. And now you're connected to a, another opportunity uh, for inclusion specialists 
tell us like what that program entailed and, and what's going on there. Yeah, with the funding uh, there. Yeah, so this Opportunities Fund, um, actually Teamwork has been facilitating Opportunities Fund for uh, 26 years now, so since its inception basically. Um, and it's a fund provided by Government of Canada um, designed to support persons with disabilities uh, with their employment journey. So it's either starting from the hiring process or seeking employment to the advancement. Um, so basically, the program's objective is to boost the economic participation and independence of uh, persons with disabilities. Uh, and now in April, so the new funding came in April, but they announced it in June. Yeah. So the government added uh, $1.8 to the funding, uh, wow. which was a, it's, it was amazing news and uh, we were able as a country create more uh, project opportunities, which uh, what we did at Teamwork, uh, we added an additional stream. So before that, uh, we were mostly focusing on our clients uh, and uh, people seeking employment. Uh, and we were trying to help them address uh, the barriers they were facing right. uh, in their seeking, obtaining or maintaining employment. Um, and as you know, um, it's a two-way street to uh, keep the employment and for the employment to be successful. So right, right. while you can assist the job seeker with their needs, it's also important for the employer to be on board. Right. So with this new funding and uh, the new project, uh, we are trying to reach the employers now and assist them uh, to become a little bit more disability confident because what we see a lot is... Um, People are not sure what to do, do with people with disabilities in the workplace. They have a hard time imagining how a deaf person can be, um, I don't know, work on a construction or how. Um, so a lot of times when people think disability, our mind goes straight to wheelchair users and the signs um, for the disabled spot usually are created as a person in a wheelchair. Yeah. So that kind of creates our mind around physical disability mostly. But as we know, disability is a huge spectrum of different, different attributes and abilities and characteristics that you won't even know the person is disabled unless they tell you so. Or yeah. some people might not know about themselves that they're disabled un unless they learn something new about themselves and connect yeah. certain dots from their experiences, right? Um, and a lot of times when we see employers uh, looking at diversity, equity, and inclusion topics, um, for, that's just uh, numbers from the recent research I read that only 4% um, consider accessibility in their DEI strategies. Wow. Um, but when we start talking about inclusion, we can... Uh, and I might be jumping back and forth no, to no, different topics. Ahead, ahead. <laughs> and uh, stop me if this doesn't make sense. But when we talk of inclusion, it we know that it refers to um, a practice uh, of creating an environment where everyone, all individuals, regardless of their backgrounds, their identity, their experiences, attributes, characteristics, anything, are empowered to participate fully in um, the community or in the society or where they're trying to participate, right? Yeah. So, and 
when we talk about inclusion, we're trying to foster a sense of belonging there as well. Yeah. However, when you look at the studies and you look at the data, you see that only 4% of employers consider accessibility as their inclusion um, plan. And then it's just asking, how can you be fully inclusive without including accessibility in your day-to-day -day life? We're going to take a quick break to listen to some Nova Scotia Works client stories. I look forward to my family's security in the future. That's the main goal as a father. The empowerment from changing careers has really just made me want to get out of bed in the morning. I'm looking forward to growing my business. So I want to hire people like I was hired. I want to give guys that chance. Il me fera plaisir de continuer à travailler avec les immigrants francophones à Nouvelle-Écosse. I'm looking forward to the financial freedom that I never had before. And now back to the podcast. I love the word belonging. Um, would you, would you said inclusion has so much ways. How do you define belonging? Um, in, your personal, a, in your personal way, yeah. <laughs> that's a really good question because, again, you can, you know, we can Google search those terms. They are on everyone's mind right now. They're, oh, I need to do that DEI um, training. Um, yeah. So, Every, everyone hears it, but I think uh, everyone perceives it differently and everyone, well, we know that belonging is human need, um, that it's something to make us feel um, accepted and valued and connected to, again, this, the community we're participating in. Right. But it, due to so many different experiences that people come with, so yeah. all the backgrounds and mm -hmm. those are... I usually don't like the word unique, but mm. those experiences usually unique. Yeah. And belonging will be different for, for everyone. Right. Um, for example, for me, belonging was um, uh, at, T at TWC. It's just, you know, uh, one of the questions I asked in my interview, I remember, was um, how open you are to questions. Because I, I, I know something about myself that I can, I can be um, very straightforward yeah. person. And I might ask questions um, that people are, might not be comfortable answering at that point. And I wouldn't even realize that. So for me, being in the um, community and in the environment that people are open to hearing questions and telling me if I'm too much, that was very important for me. And that kind of um, that kind of environment, I definitely found uh, at teamwork, and I do feel belonged there because I know that um, I will be perceived with understanding, and people are open to my questions. People are open to my opinions there. No, that's so important, and that that's a good example of sharing what belonging means to you, and and how you're belonging and. In, in different settings and knowing if you fit in that that space and that the TWC is that space where they create those belonging um, of individuals to Indeed. create their, their spaces which is really awesome how's the project going where are you guys at in the phase of the project like are have you done a lot of research and like community consultations like where are you guys at in, in this project yeah 
Uh, yeah, so right now we're just in our pilot phase. Okay. So we do have uh, nine employers on board uh, okay. with uh, some of their employees participating. Um, so the project looks like this. Uh, you We have self-paced modules, self-learning modules that are asynchronous, uh, as well as webinars that are um, um, virtual. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did partner with an amazing organization, a placemaking for G, uh, yes. to pursue this uh, project, and uh, so they created and designed the modules. And so, while the objective of Opportunities Fund and this particular stream is around disability, yes. the modules itself are designed to in- to educate around DIBA and. Uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging, and accessibility, and which I find really interesting. Uh, sometimes you would see, you know, you would see DEI as an as one training, and then you would see accessibility as a, as a different training. But again, those concepts should be brought together. They should be talked about in the same uh, context. Um, again, you cannot have diversity, equity, inclusion without accessibility. So. While I think that um, disability and accessibility should be um, discussed in in a big in large details, um, it's not it should not be separated from the topic of DEI. No, no, Luna, Um Why don't you think that way? Why do you think that way? Um, because when you talk about inclusion, and that's that's kind of a good question. Yeah. Um, you, you're talking about inclusion, and today's practices often show that um, we are you're creating a project and you're trying to reach certain audience. Yeah. Right? And you're trying to implement certain um, uh, supports or uh, services. You're trying to create something new and to get funding for it and this is just how the system works yeah um you're trying to navigate through all the complexities of today's life and there is always a pressure to check certain boxes there so when we're talking so you're trying to meet a criteria right and the intention behind this is very relevant so the intention behind most of the criteria is to, again, bridge, bridge the inequalities and give voice to someone who you who would historically not have those voices. Yeah. And you would foster inclusivity in that way. And the innate, the innate concept um, of sticking to requirements yeah. can result in uh, unintentionally leaving someone behind. Right, right. So... For example, a lot of funding that um, supports that we do at TWC, um, the ones that we receive from the government, whether it's provincial or federal, people have to qualify and people have to meet certain criteria there. Right. However, as we know from a human perspective, um, if you don't meet that criteria, that you don't check the certain box, it doesn't mean that you need that support less than someone who qualifies. Right. Because human experiences are, it's, it's a little harder to uh, show them on paper. So 
and the tension between the need to check the box while with good intentions and, ch- and holding that balance between offering inclusive support and maintaining necessary standards, I think is pretty large right now. And I think I'm going off the topic a little bit, but mm. when we're talking inclusion, while we need to check certain boxes to receive certain support, yeah. uh, the, I think the reason why accessibility is often separate um, because a, I think communities have a little lack of understanding about the concept at this point. And that's why you would see that disabled community is um, the most unemployed minority Yeah. due to that. While we know that, you know, some accommodations provided can totally turn somebody's uh, employment journey around. We also know that it comes with a lot of stigma. It can come with a lot of misconceptions, attitudinal barriers, which later result in um, physical barriers uh, that we usually perceive as the most known ones yeah. and uh, systematic barriers that are that goes to employment, for example. So when we remove accessibility from the DEI, people either will ignore it as something extra or we'll look at it as something different, something that, oh, I'll do it another time. This is too much. Yeah. I, I did this big yeah. training already. I don't have time for anything else. Yeah. So when you introduce a concept as a whole and you make the con- necessary connections, people will think of inclusion from, I would say, universal design perspective. Yeah. Uh, from the perspective that I need to include a person, not because ABC, but I need to include the person because I value them as a human being and this is their, their background and these are their needs. Yeah. Wow. Nina, you've been so educated. I thank you so much for, for sharing so much, enlightening us about, about inclusion, but also the accessibility part and seeing so much of how it's missing, how it needs to be connected is, is not an extra pill. It's something that's something that's really, really important. Um, and bring so much. Wow, you educated me today, which is really, which is really, really nice. And it, at the neighborhood conversations, we're always learning something new, and you brought a lot of different perspectives. Before you go, um, I, I would love for you to share one quote, one word, one tip, um, with our um community on how they can continue to be more inclusive. And in yeah, yeah, go from there, yeah. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but I can't just say one thing and just Nothing. leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, from the from the perspective of uh, inclusion, I think it's very important we all uh, be researchers at heart and just not be afraid to ask questions, not be afraid to show that we do not know something. Because as you see, as you just said, we all learn something every day, and it's not a it's it. Which we should remove the stigma from asking the questions, from inquiring to something, because if I've never um, had an experience working with, you know, animal rights activists or something, I would never, I would ne- not know um, what they're what they're doing. While I do agree that it's an important topic, I do not have deep um, understanding of it. I don't know what are the current issues, or um, I don't know what people are doing, what they're up to right now on that particular topic. And it's the same. So 
almost in everything. Um, you don't need to be an expert in disability or accessibility to ask a question to your employer. How can I be a better employer? How can this uh, workplace um be better for you to thrive and how can what can i do as an employer to support you um yeah. in your work um and i think we need to remove that stigma from asking questions first of all and for the quote that's my favorite quote of all for like million of years now mm. um and it's from a very old uh, tv show maybe someone will recognize it who's watching but i'm not gonna say which one um, and it said that we're all stories at the end and just making a good one. Oh, so as it. long as you live your life, um, with curiosity mm. and with kindness, and at the end you will look back and say, I think my story was pretty good. Wow. I think what, this is what every person should, um, keep in mind. I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. And that's how we're going to end today's conversation, Nina. Thank you so much for coming on to today's conversation. Um, your, your thank you for having of, me. Advice, <laughs> yes, your words of advice um, and, and encouragement really, really hit on today. And we look forward to welcoming you back on another time of this conversation. But until then, we'll see everyone in the next episode. Have a good one. This podcast is funded by the government of Nova Scotia.